Well, the Arizona Coyotes take another loss, their third straight loss, this one to the Pittsburgh Penguins. 6-3, the final score. We're going to talk about that game. Break it down. What happened on this episode of Locked On Coyotes? You're Locked On Coyotes. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That is Carl Pavlik. On this post-game show, we are discussing Arizona Coyotes and Pittsburgh Penguins. Final score was was 6-3. What a game that one was. Arizona Coyotes just have a complete and utter collapse late in the game after fighting back and staying in it for a solid 45 minutes-ish. I mean, I would say they were not necessarily fighting back. They are mostly in control for for much of the game. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Um. But they were in it. Let's put it that they were in it. Yeah. For for the for that period of time. Um. <laughs> and they collapse. What's new? <laughs> it's it, it it's funny because uh it kind of speaks to what the game was. We neither of us can really say what the first forty five minutes were, because the Coyotes would score and then Pittsburgh would almost immediately like tie it up. And that happened three times. And then just at a certain point, the Penguins were like, we're tired of this game. We're just going to take the lead and not stop running. And they didn't. And it went out of hand very quickly. It, it did go out of hand really quickly. But you know what? I think regardless, though, it was a pretty exciting game with the kind of the quality of goals that we saw. Yes. Right? Because some of these goals on both sides, you're just like, "Oh my god!" That like I would, it's either you know, just like mind blowing, yeah. or it's just that was cool. Yeah, uh, I I liked uh, the the between the legs goal. Uh, I thought that was fun. Brian <laughs> uh, Boyle. I liked Schmaltz's uh, second goal. Uh, I think where he like just was able to like steal the puck in the neutral zone and come in all alone out muscle like a defenseman that was good it was uh, a boring first period and then like at least fun two-thirds of a game yeah well the last what the latter half of that first period i think had the uh no it was the beginning it was it was early second period right with the uh sydney crosby like backhanded pass just like or behind the back pass it just like somehow found his teammate and got it like oh my god yeah no that that was the second period that was midway through the first period nothing happened there was no goals there was no penalties there felt like there was maybe 10 stops um it was some of the uh more slow hockey i've seen uh and then things really started to pick up in the second and for a while it looked like the carriers were doing good but like we talked about in the in the morning episode, you can't sleep on the Penguins. They're going to come back. They're going to push. They're not going to settle for anything. They did this against the Winnipeg Jets. 
they did it against the Coyotes tonight. Um, and it felt like the Coyotes were never really in control, even when they had the lead. It was, it was honestly just kind of, it was fun, but it never felt very like secure. No, it didn't. And, um, but you know what? One thing I will say though, is I'm going to give the Coyotes a lot of credit in this game. Cause I didn't think that the offense had it in them to score three. Now you did. You I did. Had, yeah. You, you had the Coyotes scoring three. Yeah. Um, I said five, three. It was that for a very long time. Uh, Brian Boyle, why did you ruin this for me? I blame him specifically. <laughs> and Aston Reese, uh, you too. Why did you do this? The total points was set of this game was set at six even. The Pittsburgh Penguins scored six goals on them on their own. Yeah. which was also something I talked about. Uh, I had mentioned the fact that the, the Penguins had had six goals in a couple of their past games. Uh, and I, I mean, I, and I knew that. And, yeah. you, and I know you said that. And I was just like, but man, the other, what are the other two, what do the other three teams have in common? They don't have a good goaltender. Karel Vemelka is going to beat Karel Vemelka. Uh, he made some errors, but like it wasn't all his fault either. It was just yeah. a crazy game. Um, but again, oh god, six goals, uh, and just so a nine goal game in total between these three teams. Yeah, two teams. Oh my god, it, it was it was I think a very frustrating game for Vimelka. It's one of those things that we've talked about a lot. This team, like they need to do things like perfectly, otherwise they freak out. Like it seems like we are back in that phase where if the Coyotes make a mistake, they get stuck in their heads about it, and they just keep making mistakes for the next like seven to ten minutes before they reset, which is exactly what happened in the third period this time. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, Brock McGinn started the scoring four fifty three, Brian Boyle thirteen forty two. So in the span of nine minutes. The Penguins were able to get four goals, completely take over the game. And there goes the the saying that we have been talking about all season long. In that, um, this time wasn't the second period collapse; it was that third period collapse. Yeah. We just had it happen, and like, and we say it's either between the two. Like, and sometimes, like, the Coyotes don't start strong. Like, you know, the first period is terrible, but the other two, like, it's always one period messes them up a yeah. single period will mess up this team and 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 again that goes to the confidence problem and, I, and you know what carl i've been thinking about how long i've been doing this show um a little over a year now and i think i've had you on a couple times even you know in the early um as a guest early on in the early stages yeah um, and i think you and I, I've, I've had you talk help me talk about this several times even last year the Coyotes have a confidence problem, and they still freaking do. Yeah. Uh, it, it is one of those things where, especially this season, I do kind of wonder how much of it, how much of their confidence problem can really be fixed. Because I think there is also the very realistic understanding among us, 
among fans and among the team that they are not good and that if things go wrong, there is a very good chance that they are not going to recover. And that's not necessarily a pessimism uh, or a lack of optimism or a lack of like drive or anything. That's just a realistic understanding of the situation they're in. So I, I do c- kind of like wonder, I'm always just like, is it, how real is that belief that they that they seem to have that they cannot come back? Because so often, like if you're giving up goals against the Penguins, if you're giving the Penguins a power play, they're gonna score on you, and that's just nine times out of ten hockey. I, I don't know. It's it's a very weird situation, being a team that lacks confidence and is also just objectively bad. Yeah, um, and that's what makes it different than last year because last year they had they had a lot of good in them. They were like, okay, well, this team is potentially good. They have a yeah. lot of good promise. This one, this team is just like, oh yeah, no, they know they're bad. And I yeah. think that's what makes, and I think that's what makes it worse, actually, um, because they're just because it's they know they don't have the talent to match up with 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 all that. Yeah. I, I, that's definitely the case. And I mean, we've been talking about the entire season and before, like they're, they're a bad team. They do not have the talent. There's only so much they can do. And uh, they're, they're, they're trying their best, I guess. Uh, uh, I, I don't necessarily, I will say this, at least they haven't given up. They haven't given up on the system. They haven't given up on the coach. They haven't given up on themselves. They will occasionally mount some good comebacks, but uh, they they know what's what the score is, figuratively Absolutely. and literally. Absolutely. Once again, we're talking the Arizona Coyotes and Pittsburgh Penguins. The Yotes fall six to three in Pittsburgh. We're going to talk more about this game, um, as well as a little, in a little bit, take a look ahead of what's to come. All that coming up in just a fir- in just a moment. But first, quick word from Carl. Yeah, I got a message from our friends at Built Bar, and that it's a new year. And that means New Year's resolutions. And if you're getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you put Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolutions. Because it tastes good. And you want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars that are chalky, waxy, taste like a chemical spill. uh, Built Bar, like, it tastes good. And one of the big problems you always get with resolutions is you don't want to eat it. You don't want to do it, um, but Built Bar makes you want it. It's and you know it's covered in 100% real chocolate. You love chocolate. Only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. What I want you to do is go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 at at built.com for 15% off. Okay, so let's continue this conversation, and uh, this is my, you know, like the second segment of post game I always like to do, and that's uh, take a look at stats, see how things, see see how things actually lined up to our beliefs and how we saw based off the eye test. We we always do eye test first, Carl, stats second, because we always try to bring those two together. Yeah, see if they complement each other. Yeah. Often they do. Sometimes we uh, we spot some new things. I've definitely seen games where I'm like, oh, it was maybe a little bit closer than I thought. 
What do so we got? We, so here we go. So Corsi, uh, 55 to 30 in favor of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, shots for 36-16. Scoring chances for 26-13. High danger Corsi, 11 to 5. All in favor of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Expected goals is 2.18 to 1.42. Yep. Uh, I mean, that kind of goes to what we were talking about before. The Coyotes were taking leads, but they weren't maintaining it. Uh, they never really seemed to have control over it. I, it. It feels weird that it's like it's almost two to one Pittsburgh for everything. I don't necessarily feel like it was that weighted in their favor um, from the eye test. It feels like it's more like maybe like a like a 66 to 33 or that's two to one. Like maybe like a, I don't know, like a six to four. Eh. But yeah, I, I don't know. It feels like it was maybe a little bit tighter than the numbers give off. And I think a lot of that just goes because let's, and um, let's, let, let's bring this back up back to what I was saying at the beginning. And that is the, um, the contribution that Karel V. Melka brings, yep. and that he and it shows that he brings a lot more of a, a lot more of a game there. And um, I'm looking at the heat heat map right now, and I can go ahead and try to bring it in here um, if I have if it's if it's going to let me as soon as I take care of this. And while well, it gets brought up, here you go. That's a that's a lot of red around the goal. Uh, mm-hmm. You you do not want that uh, at all. And uh, see, that's the di- and that's the difference um, of thinking about what we were talking about two weeks ago, Carl. When I brought up the heat map of the game against Toronto, right? Yeah. Um, and in this case, this was the uh, where the Coyotes forced all the shots from the Maple Leafs to the outside. Yeah. To the point where like you saw it was just like it was just like light blue all around the map because they couldn't get quality shots inside. This is the exact opposite. They allowed too much on the inside. And and again it didn't seem that way because maybe the shots were a lot bit faster. So like time of possession wise, it seemed a lot more even. It seemed a lot the flow seemed a little more even yeah. off the eye test. Stat wise, obviously, is a little bit different than what we what we were led to believe, which yeah. is why I like doing this. I I do also think there was a lot of like just kind of like transition game too, where they were able to just like come in with numbers and get really close. Um, that was definitely a big thing. Uh, I think we saw a three on two with a blown uh, Chikrin play that really stood out. Right. Um, but I mean. If you're letting like what was it, Malkin backhand the puck from the goal line, like bad things are gonna happen. Um, was that Malkin or was that Crosby? That was Crosby. That was Crosby. Yeah, uh, that was just like there. There are players where you just cannot let them like get that close and do things like that at that part of the ice because they are going to find the right areas and they're going to score on you or they're going to get to someone who's going to. Um, the Coyotes have never really had a player like a Crosby or even a player like Malkin. Like, so yeah, it's, um, 
it was rough to watch like just kind of those kind of players just find the open areas and, and make the Coyotes pay. And they definitely did. Absolutely. A um, couple other things too that I want to mention and I'm trying to think of um, the way this goes. I'm just kind of see because – oh, yeah. So I, I was uh, in the group chat, right, that we have for NHL hosts. I'm not sure if you saw it from what happened towards the beginning of the game. Uh, Hunter, the host over at uh, Locked On Penguins, he uh, went to tweet at me, uh, went to go or at me, mentioned me in the group chat. He says, "Hey, he's like, hey, Robin, do the Yotes always trap? Because I almost <laughs> fell asleep in the first period." And I was like, "Well, if they didn't, what do you, what do you, what do you think the game, the, the scores of these games would be?" Yeah. I mean, I was going to say that. I was going to say something to that. I was gonna like, yeah, the the Coyotes either do like a trap game uh, or it's like a punch in the face. Like, we're just going to try and out offense each other. Uh, and they did both. It was fun to watch. <laughs> That's what made this game interesting, right? Because yeah. they, they trapped and they freaking tried to go, all right, let's freaking shoot the puck. Like, okay. Uh, I mean, credit to them. They were just like, uh, this isn't working. Uh, I think they actually made an adjustment well uh, to the Penguins, just like because I think they they did kind of delay the implosion um, because the Pittsburgh seemed like they were gonna like up it in the second period. The Coyotes also upped that game, and so we got to see like that you know Coyotes score, Penguins score, Coyotes score, Penguins score. That was the second period, but then like by the third period, it was like Coyotes score, Penguins score, score 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 because there was really no way to win that like penguins took another step coyotes have to take that next step they just can't keep up exactly exactly uh hey we still got more to get to on this episode of lockdown coyotes once again final score against the pittsburgh penguins six to three pittsburgh penguins take the win arizona coyotes lose their third straight um on their uh on their road trip in the East Coast. We're going to talk more of what's coming up for the Arizona Coyotes in just a sec. But first, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage for all the amazing offers for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. So back here on Locked On Coyotes, once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlik. And what I'm going to do this last segment, Carl, is a little bit of a snubbed discussion of what we're going to talk about later this week. And it's because we are officially at the halfway point of the Arizona Coyotes season. 41 yep. games in. They are 10, 27, and 4. Your uh, initial, just off the top of your head, thoughts on halfway through the year? Um, honestly, 
uh, let me start by saying I knew this team was going to be very bad this year. Um, and I am seeing a lot of things that I really like. Uh, we are halfway through the year. A player that really stands out to me, Travis Boyd, just matched his career high in points with his uh, 10th assist of the night uh, of the season that happened today. Clayton Keller got another goal and an assist uh, in this past game. He is now at 16 goals, 17 assists for 33 points halfway through. Uh, are, you, are, you, are you telling me that Clayton Keller is going to be a 30-goal scorer moving forward at the age of 23? Uh, I'm fine with that. Uh, that's what he's on pace for. Uh, I think there's a lot of really good that came about in this uh, this half, and you just got to dig through a lot of garbage to find it. And I'm totally with you on that. Um, I think – and I think that's the thing too. And I think because we went like we could, we both went into this season knowing how bad this team was going to go, having expectations and to make things even worse, just worse to say that first 12 games of the season were really, really bad yep. to the point where like a lot of the things that we're seeing now, we just see as a growth of this team. It's like, Oh my God, you're seeing some good things come out of, you know, Says so that was the first, let's say the first 11 games of the season. So the next 31 games, they got a little bit better. There was still some, there were still some games in which they looked absolutely terrible. And you're like, what is this team? Yeah. Other games in which it's like, how did they win this game? The game against the Devils when they win 4 1. Obviously, that probably game could have been closer, even if the Coyotes lost. Um, The game. Uh, as well as the game against the uh, the Maple Leafs as of recently, and like a lot of the, the two the th- the games that we had against the Jets, you know, like a lot of these games, we just you see things from this Coyotes team that look great. You know, goaltending. We're we're seeing the emergence of Kreve Melka, and we're seeing obviously now Wedgwood is you know get, you know reestablishing a spot you know, in, in the rotation um, after getting picked up off of waivers. And, like, you're, you're seeing some good things. Um, does this team still have a long way to go? Absolutely. That's what, yeah. that's what being a deep rebuild is about. But um, if you were to tell me that a team that is literally at the bottom of the standings with the uh, with only one team being worse points-wise – um and be actually somewhat happy with how the coyotes are yeah i like if you would have told me that uh back in october september i'd be like you're lying yeah i mean something that we talked a lot about um before the season started um was just the idea of this is an opportunity if you're on a team like the coyotes where there's just like no superstars, no stars in general. Like if you can play, you're going to get minutes and you're going to get like good minutes. And we're seeing players who are tech or like taking that step and seizing that opportunity. We're seeing Clayton Keller. We are seeing um, Shane Gastespair. Um, we are seeing JJ Mosier, I think has been like a really big step. Um I just want to call him out because I don't think we talk about him all that much. Kyle Capobianco had a major block um, shot before, I think, the first Schmaltz goal 
that was pivotal to that goal happening. Like, mm-hmm. I love seeing something like that, especially from a player like Capobianco. This was about individual players seeing who is able to do something and who is willing to be – who is worth keeping around for the next year because there's just a lot of contracts that are just going to expire and they're probably not going to be NHL players after this year. And I think a lot of those players know that. Um, And it may come as a surprise to a couple of them, but there's plenty of opportunity with the Coyotes to make that next step and to take that next step if you can. And I love that we're getting a chance to see players do that. Yeah, I was listening back to our preview segment that we put out for Lockdown NHL. Yeah, um, and 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 I pretty much said that you know said similar to what you were saying. We're all the every player on the team has nothing to lose but something to prove. Yeah. right. They know they're going to be bad, but they but they also know that they need a, that. They need to make sure they secure a roster spot for the coming years. They secure a new contract. They do X, Y, and Z. All this stuff, you know. And it, just like what you said, you know, it's because like you know, you know, because a lot of them don't, you know, they don't know if they're going to play next year because of you know their what their previous years looked like. Yeah. Um. So they all are have to work their ass asses off and how things are, and you know, we're seeing emergences of players that again we didn't expect it's pretty awesome yeah uh it is it is really just kind of fun to watch these players develop um and it it's it's very cool after seeing so many coyotes players shipped out in the off season to see like the few that are remaining um like Clayton Keller, like Jacob Chikrin, like Christian Fisher, like Lawson Krause, who have been with this team for a long time, who the team bet on. And I think in a lot of cases, those bets are coming up well. We mentioned Clayton Keller, um, who I think is just having a phenomenal year, who deserves his you know all-star um, trip, his second one. But I also think Lawson Krause in general has had a great season. Like, Along with Travis Board, he also 10 goals and 10 assists in uh, 40 games. That's great. Considering last season, he had 13 total points, only four goals. Like, that's a major step forward for Kraus. Um, I, I just hope that we get to see more of that growth in the second half, especially with the trade deadline. It's going to give such a big opportunity for anyone who is still left. And... That's also a big thing, you know. Trade deadline coming up. Um, who are we going to see shipped out? We already talked about the potential, um, you know, the the talk about Jacob Chikrin, but you know, we have value of, of other players who very well likely will want, you know, um, you know, want their talents to be utilized elsewhere. And I want to try to use that, you know, use some of those terms lightly because, again, you know, it's 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 tough to, like a lot of these players like they know it's tough to play for a rebuilding team and for a lot of them they're older um yeah. you know phil kessel being a name just like it's like does he like like what's his what's his place in a rebuilding team and his re in, in as much as i love him there is not a place for him on a rebuilding team no no there's there's really not um i did see um i don't know if you saw this on twitter there was a 
there was a rumor linking Marc Andre Fleury to the Capitals. Uh, and I was just thinking, I'm like, huh, can we maybe send Kessel back to the Penguins? That would be fun. Maybe a reunion tour, final cup run for the veteran. Uh, definitely a big part of that team. Uh, I, I I think pretty much every single game that a lot of these players are playing, especially the older ones like Castle, is also an audition because you're like trying to prove to like not just the teams that are watching, but the team that you're playing against that you have something to offer. Mm-hmm. And that's and for like the pending free agents, that is. Absolutely, something that every team is looking at, especially teams in the hunt for a tr- for the cup, like the Penguins. There's a reason why um, scouts frequent so many games. Yeah, because they're watching these players, um, and obviously, it's different in the American Hockey League level. And this is the last thought that I'll put out before we close the show. Do you know how I have seen more scouts? show up to Roadrunners games this year than I've seen probably ever in the past. Hmm. I mean, it, it's it's definitely like, you know, there are some players with the Roadrunners that I think would be like key acquisitions, but there's also a lot of players that I think are going to like be like, yeah, throw-ins. And you want to know those throw-ins too. Like, it makes sense that everyone is watching the Coyotes for the purpose of uh, acquiring players. Exactly. It will be interesting. But anyways, that is our, um, our, our brief thoughts of real quick. Uh, one thing, uh, congrats to Keith Yandel, uh, for setting the new yes. Ironman streak. Yes. He has the new Ironman former coyote, streak. Keith former coyote Keith Yandel. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, what is that exactly? That's now what, um, let's just put it this way. He has not missed the games in, since 2009. To yeah. put you in perspective for that... 965 consecutive games. Uh, the previous record was uh, from 88, so the year I was born. Uh, that is how long this record has stood. So, put people in perspective, though, like, and obviously for some people, because there's, I mean, there might be some younger listeners for me, but and younger listeners listen to this. Um, but uh, the last time... Um, Keith Yandel missed a game. I was in fifth and sixth, fifth, sixth grade. Uh, the last time Keith Yandel missed a game, what was happening? I was in college, so that's no fun. Uh, I was literally just discovering a lot more about myself that those years. Oh my god! Whatever. Uh, let's say. Uh, uh no. Uh, I was trying to. Yeah, it, the last time Keith Yandel missed a game was 08. Uh, let's say that <laughs> because that probably would have been what it was because that game he only played 69, or that season he only played 69 games. Nice. Um. Nah. But yeah, wanted to make sure we shouted out Yandel. I was trying to look up something that was happening in 08, but I do not remember anything of that year. Was it 08 was it 09. I thought it was 09. It was the 08-09 season. So okay. I don't know when he missed a game in that season, so it could have been either. Um, it showed, it, I was it, going to Taste of Chaos, uh, that festival. 
Um, it will tell you right here on the NHL records page. Um, the last, so uh, Yandel's streak began um, March 26, 2009. Okay. So, historical events. That was right after the miracle on the Hudson. Wow. Um, <laughs> Do you remember Sully Sullenberger? Uh, it was something that I'm just thinking, wow, there is a lot has happened since then. A the, lot has happened. The light rail, I think, was built since then. Or no, the the light rail was being built since then, or before then. Uh, I think the light rail started running since then. So if you were in Phoenix and you've taken the light rail, that has happened since Keith, since Keith's uh, streak started. March two thousand nine. That was also only the second month under the first term of Barack Obama. Yeah. The first thing that came up was like a uh, uh, Barack Obama political event, and I'm like, eh, let's not talk about that. But uh, yeah, uh, it's definitely been a while, and congrats to Yandel. Yep, congrats to Yandel on on uh, being the new record holder, and let's see how long you can take this, how many more games you can go. Yeah. Let's see who ends up winning, Yandel or Kessel. Because Kessel is not that far behind. He's at... Uh, at a uh, nine forty one, so just a little bit behind. It's a good solid. Uh, what twenty four games back? Could definitely uh, can definitely take it. Uh, it'll be. Um, I mean, at this point, knock on wood. Uh, hopefully, it's not ended by injuries. Hopefully, they they choose to go out on top with some of the most impressive streaks in hockey history. Last thought, because uh, I'm looking, um, that I'll put out because uh, you bet since you brought it up overall, and um, cause I'm looking at the consecutive games played um, that I find absolutely astonishing is Patrick Marlowe's streak is still considered active, <laughs> and there's a clause in that, and you know why? Why? Because he is not on an NHL team. There is no. Um, potential of games that could disqualify him so if he was on a team and he didn't play then that would stop it but because he's not on a team there is no games to be played for him that is uh one of those fun aspects of nhl records that uh we could probably have a whole episode debating uh, but let's end this one now since we're already over. <laughs> Anyways, yes. Yeah, so, uh, um, but be sure to stay tuned. The rest of this week, we'll probably talk more half season stuff because forty one games in, hooray! Anyways, yep. though, that is it for this episode. Hope you guys like what you heard. If you did, don't forget to leave a like, comment, subscribe if you yet to already. Don't forget to leave a review as well um, because we you can review on most of the platforms that you listen through. If you have yet to already, we really appreciate if you do. It lets our bosses know that we're doing a really good job with this show. 
Um, find us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lockdown Coyotes. On Instagram at Lockdown Coyotes. On Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik FFH. Tweet at us. Ask us a question. We might answer right back or in a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.